There we are. <laughs> What's Gucci? All right. Let's get it started, dude. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the very first episode of Bagels and Locks, uh, the show where we talk about the Dilf's fantasy season and uh, everything in between, I think, right? That's right. That's exactly That's right. That's right. Well. Uh, on our very first episode, the inaugural episode, uh, I, I think that it would be only right if we featured third team day, Colleen. Uh, we have Alex Clune here with us. How you doing? Fantastic. Yourself? Great, great. I'm, I'm so excited to get this started and just fucking uh, talk and basically just talk shit about every single person. That's fantastic. Uh, do we have a do we have like a like a lead in song that we can take advantage of as well? I don't know. Licensing might be a little bit tough with the budget, but I think I, we could probably bootleg something. I don't know if we have a lead in song yet. I think maybe after this first episode, we should kind of see where this goes and maybe uh maybe start a lead in song. Maybe see if anyone can throw us a lead in song. Maybe get some crowdsourced opinions. Mm, I like it. Okay. Okay. Do good. you mind? Do you mind if I if I throw out a quick recommendation uh, yeah. in the form of a nice five second uh, audio clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it on. Put your put your mic up to it. And we're back. So far, I love it. This is great. <laughs> wow. And also, this app. Shout. Big shout out to what fucking app did I send you? Anchor. Wow. This is mm-hmm. this is fucking clutch. The Anchor Soon app. Yeah, the Anchor Soon app. Fucking Christ. All right. Well, we'll see how this turns out. So. uh um, let's fucking get into it, man. We got the season underway. Uh, so far we got, uh, the ultimate ejaculation is five and zero. Uh, currently you are Owen five, which is the lowest, which is surprising because, uh, you know, we've, we've seen some pretty, pretty, uh, intense fantasy seasons from your team. So this is, this is a big surprise. How are you feeling so far about the season? Uh, well, after finishing, uh, both first place, uh, undisputed and second place back-to-back years uh i definitely wanted to give the rest of the league a chance to kind of get out in front it's kind of one of those things where um you establish a point spread for a game and then you want to let the favorite go and try to you know earn that point spread so um that's just kind of what i'm doing um you know i actually don't even know who's on my team i actually checked it for the first time that's actually not even true uh but for the first (laughs) time uh, this past week when I made trades with you and Cam. So I think the team's looking good. Hopefully I can uh, get a W against uh, Turk Sandwich this week. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think- uh, yeah, just looking at Zach's team, I mean, come on. This guy's due for a loss. Are you kidding me? I feel like, uh, yeah, from what I'm looking at, he has some of the lowest points against in the league, which is a little ridiculous. He's had some very lucky circumstances. So I think we're all rooting for you here. And also – to all our you know listeners out there, obviously 0-5 isn't the end of the road here. I mean, we got people who are one and four, we got people who are two and three. I mean, we're kind of like the Pac-12 uh, of fantasy uh, groups, I guess you could say, or fantasy squads. We have a lot of turnover. The only people who look like a for sure locker, obviously Sean, and then we'll see about Brendan and uh, Kermit. I don't really know yet, but okay, let's let's dive into what you briefly touched on. Uh, you mentioned the trades. So you just made your first two trades of the season. And I believe the first one, correct me if I'm wrong, was you traded Gallup for uh, Devontae Freeman and Josh Gordon. How are you feeling about that one? 
Uh, I feel great. I mean, I actually like Gallup, so uh, I, I'm not that thrilled with giving him up. Honestly, it made me double take when I saw it. But at the end of the day, it was a value grab, right? So uh, Josh Gordon, high upside, probably underachieved a little bit this year. Um, you can't you get his big name for sure, but you gotta you gotta kind of get value where you can, um, especially when you're up against the the zero and five ropes. Um, I know Devonte Freeman was inexplicably dropped by John. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, <laughs> but uh, I actually put in a forty one dollar free agents act auction uh, acquisition budget, uh, forty one bucks, and then I thought, you know what, I just don't know. Um, you know, it, the Matthew Barry came out with a little bit of a you know fearful article saying that the the Falcons line was not good. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to lower this to 33. And then Cam came in, I think, a dollar over yeah. uh, and, yeah. and stole. And I thought that was a really good pickup. I think Devontae Freeman has always is, has been a really good back. He's had a couple of rough years, but I don't think he's, he's that bad. He's manufacturing points. So with the Falcons, if they turn it around, um, no Tevin Coleman there anymore, might uh, – might end up being a actually a pretty good return. So um, I ended up getting running backs. What I needed um, was able to kind of go in and get a couple of players that I you know respect. But at the end of the day, it was a low level transaction. Cam just offered to me, and I was like, "Wait a minute, yeah, this is definitely I mean, a good deal for me. I'll take it." Yeah, you know, I mean, you know, Cam shoot from the hip. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but the guy did trade basically. Uh, Chris Godwin for Josh Gordon before the season even started. So needless to say, the guy's no clue what he's doing. He's just pushing buttons. So I think it's a win-win. And to touch on your point about Devontae Freeman, I mean, maybe the dumbest move in the history of the league was dropping Devontae Freeman week three. Uh, I know John didn't draft his own team, but I mean, I don't know if maybe he was still jet lagged from coming back from Italy or what, but that might go down for the next few years is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Honestly, very on brand, very on brand. Um, it's on par with missing the playoffs with, uh, with Mahomes as your quarterback. I don't know how you do that. Um, you can talk about points against, but all true champions find a way to win. Uh, I think it was Vince Vaughn that said rule number 78 no excuses, play like a champion. And John definitely did not play like a champion. So, <laughs> you know, you have that sentimental thing where, you know, you have death, taxes, and John's really fucking bad at fantasy football. So thank <laughs> the Lord he continued this into this year. Because he beat me week one, and I thought he would he'd turn the corner, but he has not. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we're, we're looking at – I'm looking at John's team right now. I got everything pulled up, and – you know, it's insane when you have a week like last week where John ends up benching Will Fuller, who puts up 40 points, and then ends up playing somehow Damian Williams and Melvin Gordon, who should be the top, you know, in the top 10, and they both just don't do anything. That's that's definitely some John, John fantasy football for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the other trade you did last night was obviously with me. We had a very late night trade. I, I sent it. I went to sleep. I didn't look at my phone. I woke up. And uh, I had Matt Breda, Breda, however you want to say it, on my team, and Mark Andrews on yours. How you feeling about that one? Uh, I think it's fair. I think it was a good flop. I've, I like that neither one of us tried to get too much out of the other player. I think um, from the perspective of you know need, you needed a running back. I needed a tight end desperately. When Big Ben went down, it kind of ruined the Vance McDonald train. Not that he was a high upside guy in the first place, but he wasn't this bad. So um, I really needed somebody at tight end to fill a hole. 
Mark Andrews is great. Oklahoma guy, uh, really did well in college, was the go-to option after Sterling Shepard left. So um, I I really like the pickup. I think he'll be a top five tight end for the next five years. So uh, hopefully uh, he pans out. Yeah, he looks solid. Obviously, I made I made a lot of moves, so uh, you know I'm, I was hurting for a running back, and I'm not mad at Brita. We'll have to see how the the season pans out. It'll be nice to look back at all this on uh, our last episode of uh, Bagels and Locks, you know, at the end of the season and see mm-hmm. how everything panned out. But so far, uh, very interesting. And I feel I think that's the first time we've ever done a one for one. One for ones are kind of hard. It's almost like it's easier to do like a two for one three for two one for ones it's hard because you're like looking and you're like okay i got this guy he's got that guy are they you know what i mean are they the same are they different well you know what am i going to gain anyways and we obviously as you've said before there's some people in here that have some crazy values for players whether it's high or low or whatever you want to call it um okay okay so let's talk about the upcoming week uh who are who are you uh who are you thinking could be some top five plays this week. Now, they, obviously, they don't necessarily need to be on your team here, but who are some guys you think that are either rostered or not that you think, you know, this guy could really go off this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like Kenny Galladay coming off a of bye. He had two touchdowns okay. going into the, into the bye. Um, I think Kenny Galladay is vastly underrated. I think he continues to rise up the Matt Stafford board of utility. Um, I think that he is a, a great player. Kind of, I forget what kind of college he went from. Let me just like, oh. I have no clue. Kenny, really kind of a bottom five name in Kenny Galladay. Um, but he's got <laughs> that. Uh, he went to Northern Illinois, so he is a uh, – near Chicago uh, affiliate. Um, But it's one of those things where, you know, he's super talented. You can always see that Um, the ability to kind of make, you know, explosive plays is, is is right in his wheelhouse. Um, Unfortunately, he has Stafford thrown to him, but I I really think that he's one of those guys since Golden Tate left. um, That's really kind of fit the bill. Um, Marvin Jones kind of looked like the guy a couple seasons ago where he just, tore it up for the first few weeks and then uh Galladay kind of came in and stole that market share but I really like Kenny Galladay to to go off it pays yeah. me to say that because he's on Collins team but I know I know got to give credit where credit's due well and I mean Matt Stafford has had an actual I, I mean a pretty good season for Matt Stafford uh and I mean even when Golden Tate was there in place of Kenny Galladay as like the number one wide out he was still putting up like pretty good numbers but it's just that no one wants to have a guy who's on the Lions like Everyone looks at the lines and you're like, this is just a fucking disgusting fantasy team to have any sort of like shares in. But I mean, yeah, you're right. Galladay's done well. And same with uh, carry on. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. Who else? Maybe we, we don't need to do top five, but at least give me a couple other guys who you're, who you're feeling this week. You think I like Melvin Gordon. I think Melvin Gordon. Uh, tough day at home uh, against the Broncos. Um, and I think he was kind of game flowed out of the out of the picture you got to get Eckler if you're going to be playing that hurry up off won't run for 100 yards he might get uh you know 70 or 80 yards and and four catches but uh I think he's gonna have uh be able to turn that into uh something useful um he's a perennial fixture on John's team so maybe uh maybe he pays off for him this week Nice, nice. All right, and who's your number three? Jared Goff, also on John's team. Jared Goff. 
Jared okay. Goff. On John's team. All right. John's team, big boost. So what, what are you thinking? He is been relatively consistent for facing some tough defenses. So he's went Carolina, New Orleans, Cleveland, uh, Tampa Bay, not so tough. Um, highest scoring week he's had this year. And then Seattle. So he's been grinding through the first part of the season. Rams have a um, – they haven't looked the greatest, you know, in their in – their, their quest to get back to the Super Bowl, but I definitely think they have the ability to um, kind of get back there, at least to the, the NFC championship game. Um, I think they have a trap game against San Francisco. Um, yeah. They're, they're at they're home. Looking, I mean, yeah, they're looking good. San Francisco, that is. Yep. But they got cocky after uh, absolutely drubbing the Browns. So I think they come out and have a letdown against Jared Goff, throws for three touchdowns, and 300 yards. One okay. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not crazy. Jared Goff. Is How about that? I'll give you my top it. three. Those are the top three. Goff, Gordon, nice. yeah. and Kenny Galladay. I mean, Goff hasn't had a lot of touchdown production, but he actually hasn't been terrible as far as yardage. It's just that, obviously, they need the touchdowns to fucking convert to be able to have any sort of wins. And so Goff has been kind of bare in that aspect. Um, perfect. Okay. Now, now who are, who are some players who are going to just let their owners down? Who are some guys that could just, you know, they're in the lineup right now, but you're thinking they look like shit. They're not, they weren't worth their ADP. They're not doing good. They're not going to have as big of a week as they did prior all that. So Leonard Fournette for me, uh, had a good couple of, uh, of past weeks at Denver at Carolina put up, uh, almost 20 points for each of those games. But I think he comes out against New Orleans. They key in on him. I think Gardner Minshew finally gets figured out, and I don't think that spells good things for for Fournette. So um, hopefully that doesn't mean injury bug as well. He's he's had a tough time staying on the field the last couple of years. Uh, but I look for Leonard Fournette to to not necessarily have a great week. Okay, okay, yeah, I can get on board with that. I see you. Uh, who's the next one? Who you got? Let's see here. Uh, Carson Wentz. I think he's going to have a, uh, a tough week against the Minnesota defense. Um, Minnesota defense needs to come out and play well because they know Kirk Cousins is just absolutely shit in the bed. Um, shout out to Seth for being a, a Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins truther. Um, <laughs> but I think that he is going to come out flat, going to struggle in the true Carson Wentz sense. He'll have single-digit points for most of the game. And then maybe save his his fantasy score. Maybe maybe post a good thirteen to fifteen points uh, when it's all said and done. But I think it's gonna be a tough day for the Eagles. Yeah, I uh, if you remember right, I did trade. I believe it was Burwell last year for Carson Wentz on the second half of the season, and it proved to be like the most ill fated trade of all fucking time. Uh, Wentz proceeded to just be the worst version of himself and throw probably about two to three picks every single game while going for under like, you know, 250 yards and maybe one touchdown. So definitely not a fucking Carson Wentz person. Uh, And hopefully uh, that'll be proven this week. I'm also looking at this and seeing that, you know, Collins starting Kenyon Drake alongside David Johnson, which should be, should be an interesting week for sure. (laughs) So let's, let me fucking dive into some of these matchups that we have here. And see, uh, I think, let's look at the schedule here. Who do we got? We have, who are you playing this week, actually? I'm playing Zach Jensen. Oh, okay. You're playing Zach. So what What do you think is going to happen? Who's, who's the winner of this one? Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Got any predictions? Well, I got lucky that Taquan's out this week. Um, 
he was somebody that I have in a different league that uh, I was hoping to have back, but it's not all uh, all terrible. The matchup prediction is actually dead even. I'm supposed to have 98 projected. He's 98.7. Um, you know, Le'Veon's got a tough, tough draw played in Dallas, and that offense has been absolutely anemic. I think it depends on Sam Darnold coming back. But uh, I don't think Sam Darnold being your savior is anything to bank on. Um, still starting Adrian Peterson. I'm not seeing it for him this year. I think he's just too old. Dude turns uh, turns thirty turns thirty five in uh, in March. So um, tough one to look at. Zeke Ooh. also plays the uh, the Jets uh, as does Dak. Um, they had a lackluster first part of the game, actually first three quarters of the game last week, uh, hosting Dallas, kind of turning off the end. But I think they struggle. Um, Zach's, Zach's players are facing some tough defenses this week. Meanwhile, DeAndre's kind of sucked uh, for me, DeAndre Hopkins, um, to this point in the season. Everybody and their mother has tried to trade for him, but he's somehow still on my team, thank goodness. Uh, and he's about to shred the KC secondary, which is basically Swiss cheese. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, so we got that matchup. We'll see what happens there. And, I mean, obviously, it'd be a pretty big win for you. I mean, Zach, Zach is 4-1, and one, but by no means is he bulletproof. You know, uh, you you have a a little bit of a rework on your roster, so we'll see if some of those guys can come through. Uh, we also have Brendan, who is four and one, and he's playing uh, his brother. Pretty nice little matchup there. He's one and four. So you you think Colin's going to be able to squeak by with an, a W this week? Is he going to eat the W like Jameis, or is this? Are we going to chalk this week up to an L? There's also remember, there's also the potential that Brenny has Tyreek. He did practice this week. Uh, I don't like how Colin's set up. So I do like <laughs> I do like Kenny Galladay going for him, like we discussed. But I don't like Wentz. Uh, Kenyon Drake in the running back spot is an eyesore. I don't. I, I, if I never saw Ken, Kenyon Drake ever again, it'd be too soon. Um, I think that Brandon Cooks will have a decent day against the Niners. Uh, but again, tough matchup. Depends on who gets who gets him on the on the coverage. Um, but Brandy's got Fournette. If Reek comes back and, uh, you know, really blows the top off for, for Mahomes, uh, you know, I see that being a potential, you know, valve for him to, to get a lot of points real quick. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Brenny's uh, positioned to go five and one and Colin one and uh, one and five. He's about to be tied with me after this week. So um, that's right. Looking forward to passing him in the rankings. Okay. Okay. And like I said, I mean, the thing is too, even, you know, we it's crazy like i said sean really is a lock but you know i mean you know how it is in fantasy anything can change in an instant i mean sean going five and oh could easily mean he he loses five for the next game now do i think that's going to happen probably not just looking at his roster but fantasy is a very fickle game uh and that's that's obviously part of it is kind of you know just playing the numbers i mean he dropped 165 on me last week so there's no way in hell uh we also oh here we go here's another good one burwell we got burwell playing travis travis said probably about three things in the group chat so kind of a mystery man but he is three and two meanwhile burwell's sitting at a nice one and four which isn't surprising after his uh start last season what do you think do you think uh burwell kind of squeaks by i mean basically looking at travis's team we have two people we got mahomes and we got Christian McCaffrey and I'm not saying that's bad they've put up probably more points alone than Burwell's team has scored all year so how are you feeling about that one uh quite frankly I'm 
not looking it's not looking good for uh for Burwell to to pick up a W and here's why. We don't know if Devontae is coming back from turf toe. Um he's definitely slotted a third or fourth option at tight end. Uh I like Gerald Everett the last two weeks. He's done well, but he's kind of a last dis that ditch desperation jordan howard's one of those guys who was a flash in the pan can he repeat his three uh touchdown performance who knows and sonny michelle's been all over the board um you know i really have to go with my guy mahomes and, and christian mccaffrey to, to to get the w here i'm actually surprised uh travis's team isn't uh better i think i think juju and um you know jason Witten from the tight end position have kind of let him down this year so hopefully he can uh you know summon some some resurgences there Perfect, perfect. All right, now how about uh, Cam and Zach's dad, Kermit? How's Cam going to do? Cam's made some moves. He hasn't made a lot of moves, but he's made a few moves. Well, let's go over and see if Cam has decided to start Michael Gallup. Oh, he's starting Michael Gallup. He's not trading if he's not starting. Or maybe it's maybe it's just a uh, low-key flex. He's you in the flex. Know. He's in the flex. I do like Tyler Boyd. Uh, I want to establish that. I was not at the four house, but – I do like me some Tyler Boyd. Mike Evans is all over the map. You throw a dart, you'll figure out what uh, at a board. You, you know, anybody's guess is as good as uh, good as that. Uh, I'm not a huge Tevin Coleman fan. I think there's too many people in that in that offense, which is a, a reason why I let go of Breda. Um, if there was, if he was out of the picture, uh, I would say maybe Breda would have a little more upside. But I think they they ultimately cannibalize each other. I've never been a big Nick Chubb fan. Um, I think when Kareem Hump comes back, it's going to be a decent uh, timeshare. Um, honestly, I think Kareem Hunt's a little bit more talented than he is, uh, but he's benefiting from being the only guy there. Uh, but Cam with Lamar Jackson can uh, can lead uh, lead himself to victory. Uh, playing the, the lowly Bengals is always a nice little confidence boost. So I think Cam's actually positioned to pick up a win here. Um, I don't think Austin Eckler has a great uh, – great week this week nice nice uh okay okay we'll see what happens um so we got a couple more matchups uh i'm playing john so john's kind of my arch nemesis he uh, i feel like he always beats me every year despite having some crazy weird team uh you already said melvin gordon was gonna go off so i'm not feeling too great about that uh is he gonna uh surpass me with the win here and tie us both at uh what is this two and four i guess uh, I like Brady to get it done against the G-men, and I like my I think I like Matt Breda slashing the Rams defense for um, not quite 100 yards, but at least a touchdown. Um, your team's looking pretty good this week. It's primed. Um, Keenan Allen might struggle against a blanketing Pittsburgh defense, uh, but I, I think you pull off the win. Unless Will Disley goes off against the uh, the Cleveland Browns, you uh, you should be good to go. Okay, okay. And, you know, Will Disley has been a fucking crazy pickup for tight ends. Uh, I think, you know, John made that trade with me early in the season. Joku for Greg the Leg looked good. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, and Joku's out. And then uh, he picked up Disley. And it seems like, I mean, isn't, am I, I think Disley's the number one, is he not? He's the number one ranked tight end this year. So... I mean, that's kind of mind blowing just cause, I mean, I feel like he kind of came out of nowhere. He was, he was around last year and I remember him uh, playing some games and having some good games, but nothing like this year. He's getting a, a shit ton of targets this year. And it seems like he's one of the red zone guys for them. Is he not? Yeah. So yeah, pretty crazy. Um, we'll see how this goes. Hopefully I beat John. Fuck you, John. Uh, and then the very last matchup is uh, let's see here. Oh, we got Chuck. 
and Chuck is playing uh, Sean. So yeah, that's that's a tough one. I I mean, obviously, I think I got to go Sean, but I mean, Chuck might have a chance. He just slotted in D.D. Westbrook though, so that's not that's not really reassuring. Chuck, I know we have a trade out there right now. If you're listening to this, I think you should make the trade, buddy. It's not looking good. D.D. Westbrook, uh, not a great pickup. What do you think, Clune? Uh, I don't think Aaron Jones repeats the four touchdown day yeah. he had uh, this past week, but I have to agree with you. I think I think Sean gets it done. Um, the only way I see this going the other way is if Odell bounces back, Gurley has a nice day uh, on the ground. Um, he'd probably need a couple touchdowns, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think Chuck should start Geronimo Allison over D.D. Westbrook. Why, why do you think that? Uh, I think with the chance that Devontae is a little hobbled still, maybe potentially out, I think Geronimo gets a touchdown. I think he gets 80 yards and a touchdown this week. Okay, okay. Uh, I mean, either way, it's going to be a tough one for Chuck. Sean's team is looking pretty, pretty good right now. But that being said, I think it was week three. Sean only put up like 78 with the same roster, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know what's going to happen. I mean, it's week to week for fantasy. All you can do is play the odds. Um, okay, so let's see. Do you have any uh, bold predictions? Anything uh, you think is going to happen? Any shit you want to talk to any of the guys in the league? Um, good question. Uh, Burwell, I think you need to be a better trade counterpart. I think you talk a big game, but I think you need to follow through. As Alex's, <laughs> we need to be able to have open communication channels that are elite. And quite frankly, I have not been impressed with the, the level of dedication uh, to trying to get a deal done. Uh, I have to <laughs> apologize to Cam for ghosting him like a chick would. Um, I, uh, He's used to that. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I apologize for, you know, being, you know, kind of hands off on uh, our trade negotiations, but I'm glad we got something to uh, kind of hashed out. Um, it worked out really well for me. Hopefully it works out for you. Enjoy Gallup. I know you like his name. The, uh, the <laughs> ability uh, or the, the propensity for people in this league to attach themselves to players based on their names is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I'm just going to throw that out right now. But um, I get it. I understand. Just don't get married to them. All right. Well, you, I mean, you heard him, people. Remember, those guys are just names, okay? They don't have the numbers. They're just names. You never know. Mike Evans put up a zero. Should we really – keep him at the top tier for trade prospects i don't know i'm just saying i mean he, he's not really he's not really putting up the numbers to make himself a, a top tier trade prospect he's so, a boomer bus guy you know he uh he can have three touchdowns in one half or just be gone for the entire game i guess he's uh he's a game flow guy yep it's zero 30 i mean if you want to play him that's fine with me it's not my team you know i got godwin i'm chilling you mm-hmm. know we're, we're doing good over here mm-hmm. um cool well anything else you want to say i think that might conclude our first episode of the podcast fuck you chuck Hey, big fuck you to Chuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Chuck. I love you, buddy. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, and yeah, have a have a great evening, everyone. Let's go, Ducks. Cam. Yeah, what's up? There he is. All right, you can fucking hear me now, can't you? Yeah. All right. <laughs>
There we go, baby. Got the intro. Welcome back to another episode of Bagels and Locks featuring Cam Clo this week. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing. Just down here at a bachelor party. So let's uh, get this over. I'll talk some shit on Clune, and then we can uh, wrap it up, huh? <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay. So, um, it looks like you made a schedule for the show, uh, for today at least, which I'm not mad at. So let's talk, uh, Thursday night breakdown. We just had the games last night. What happened? What'd you see out there? Uh, well, I was driving the whole time, so I didn't see any of the game. Um, but I know that Patrick Mahomes is going to be one of my prime trade targets this week. Uh, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, if not the best. And, you know, I haven't checked the box score yet, but. 30 to 6, I would bet that he went off. Yeah, I mean, it looks like your boy Royce had a pretty good night last night, led the Broncos in rushing and in fantasy points, uh, 12.7 fantasy points. Meanwhile, Damian Williams, ooh, rough one for John, a measly 0.6 points for the Kansas City Chiefs. And then obviously the biggest news of the night, Patrick Mahomes is out for at least uh, probably it looked like three to five weeks is what I saw. Yeah, I guess they just said it uh, was best-case scenario. So no ligament damage or nothing like that, but still going to be a tough three to five for Travis. I saw he just picked up Stafford. Um, yeah, that was rough. Stafford for $9 and Adrian Peterson for 22 I mean, I don't I don't mean to hop into uh, the waiver wire criticism just yet, but yeah, wow, yeah. what if – I mean, $22 for Adrian Peterson. I don't think Travis has looked at that schedule much because, I mean, my God, there is no fucking way. No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a 2009 bid coming in. <laughs> and Matt Stafford, a very, very bold. I think you could have claimed that guy for free, Travis. I don't think you needed to pay $9 for Matt Stafford. But, hey, what do I know? Um, so, so far, not looking so great for uh, John's team, obviously. L- it looks like Tyreek Hill still actually had a, a pretty decent performance, even with Matt Moore under center. But what, what do you think going forward? How do you think the Chiefs are going to look going forward in the next weeks? Do you think they're going to trade for someone? Everyone's been saying, oh, maybe they bring in Kaepernick. Maybe they bring in Mariota. What do you think? you think they're going to actually go for it? Or do you think they'll just roll with Moore? I think they're going to roll with Moore. Um, I, I just don't think they are in a position to give up assets. I don't think Matt Moore is that bad, or at least I think – I think sometimes these old coaches like Andrew, Andy Reid, Andrew, Andrea Reid, um, <laughs> I think they like the challenge because they get to like kind of showcase their their coaching chops. They like having a backup quarterback and kind of surviving, winning a couple games and changing up their game plan. I think it probably impacts most uh, the wide receivers for the Chiefs. So the Demarcus Robinsons, Miko Hardman, if he was on a roster still, uh, Sammy Watkins when he comes back, and then Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill can obviously break a play open. We saw that last night, but then he's just not going to be as consistent. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's going to be the biggest impact. I think Travis Kelsey's still a huge red zone threat and will probably see a very minor decline, if anything at all, um, just in terms of scoring chances, but should be fine. Okay, okay. And running backs, like you said, John's team, uh, buddy. Has anyone heard from John? Is he we- – I we heard we heard from John. We saw John last night. He's alive. He's well. He's still with us and actively changing his roster. Uh, surprisingly, 
All right, you cut out a bit, but I'll just trust you that, that John's alive. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Okay, so we've got the waiver wire breakdown here. We've had a lot of moves since um, since the third, which was the last waiver period. So on the ninth, we had some people. We had uh, Zach's dad, Kermit. He dropped Baker. We had Zach, uh, or actually still Zach's dad, dropping the Cardinals D, and then we had some ads. So we've had people picking up defenses. Um, we've had people picking up all sorts of crazy picks. We have Nikhil Harry in Keel Harry. How the hell do you pronounce that guy's name? Cam, you still there? Yeah. Hello? How, do you, how do you pronounce Nikhil Harry? Is that how you pronounce it? Nikhil Harry? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What do you think about him? We got Colin picking him up. Big stash. You think uh, you think Colin's going to be able to do anything with him? Hey, buddy, you're cutting out. Are you still there? Are you on the road? Yeah, we're on the road, but um, I got you now. <laughs> there you are. All right. So, what do you think Colin's going to do with Nikhil Harry? Is that a good play? Is that a bad pickup? What do you think? Uh, I don't think he starts a game for Colin. I don't think he really makes an impact for the Patriots. But you never know. They're a dangerous offense, and he's a red zone threat. He's a big body, and they don't have a tight end. Maybe they just line him up at tight end and say, fuck it. Uh, that'd be fun. Maybe. I mean, but... speaking of tight ends, Colin also picked up Tyler Eifert. What's the deal with that? <laughs> That's your old uh, player. Well, I saw that. Um, as it's well documented, that was an accidental drop on my part. Uh, Colin came in with a strong bid of a dollar, I believe, and, and you know I just wasn't willing to spend it to get my guy back. Might have to trade for him, but yeah, Colin's got got Eifert now, so he's pretty set at tight end, I think. Okay, I'll okay. just start him over Ertz, honestly. He, he should be shopping Ertz around for sure. Yeah, okay, and then arguably the biggest waiver wire pickup of the week, uh, Latavius Murray. It's looking like um, it's looking like Kamara's not going to be playing for at least this week, maybe next week. How do you think that impacts Latavius? I mean, he's going to get more work. That's a positive. I don't think he is one of those guys that's going to step in and, and do the things that Kamara was doing, especially against the Bears this week. So kind of a moot point. I don't think he's going to do a lot. Uh, but, you know, there's nobody else there. So he's going to get the red zone carries and red zone targets. I know you love target share, Seth. I'm surprised surprised you weren't the one picking him up. Big targets guy. Uh, uh, well, I mean, to be fair, I probably have every other stash in the league, it seems like. So... I don't really yeah. know if I, I can uh, spare to be picking up any more of those guys now that I have Chase Edmonds, Madison, um, the fucking Miami guy. I don't even know his name. Um, and then we Mark have, Walton. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, that's my guy, Mark Walton. And then, okay, so we got Latavius. Do you think he's going to finish top 15 this week even, or you think he's out of the top 15? Uh, I think he's like RB2 range, top 20, 20 to 24. 20 to 24. Okay. All right. So, looking at some of the trades this week that have maybe happened. Actually, I think there's only been one trade this week. I think it was me with Burwell when we traded a, oh, yeah. a defense on by for a worse defense that wasn't on by. So, Panthers, the blockbuster deal. Big blockbuster. Yeah. Who are some players you're targeting in trades right now, though? Who, who do you want to reach out to and give a shout-out to? Clune uh, has been a, a great trade partner. We got one done last week that was – documented on your guys's podcast he claims to have ripped me off getting Devonte freeman um 
good luck playing him against anyone that's not the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm glad he enjoyed week one. <laughs> Josh Gordon is, uh, you know, injured, banged up, not doing a lot. And I'm over here with Michael Gallup taking on Philly, the worst pass defense in the league, and Amari Cooper's out. So I like the way I look for this week uh, as far as that trade goes. But I know he likes Evan Ingram. He claims to like Hunter Henry. We're kind of looking at some tight end swaps. I wish you wouldn't have sent him Mark Andrews because then he actually would have needed a tight end. Uh, right now, we're just kind of talking for the sake of talking. But, yeah, I'm looking at a couple of the other teams. John, if you're alive, if you're out there, uh, Will Disley. I, I know you had to cut him. That was your boy. But come get a tight end, man. You might – you know, your your year's not done. Uh, Who are we kidding? Too bad, you don't have, too bad you don't have Eifert. You could have traded John Eifert. I mean, Eifert's probably finishing top five. Meanwhile, Evan Ingram and Hunter Henry, you don't know about those guys, but I can tell you Eifert's finishing top five for sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's Colin's plan. He's going to start shopping around Ertz or Eifert. Maybe oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, how about, how about on some other teams? Who are you targeting on other teams? Give me a couple more guys you want to trade for right now. God, you are relentless. Um, you know, I like my squad. I could use a better receiver. Burwell and I have been kicking around a couple deals that just haven't come to fruition, but I, I like his receivers. I like Thielen. I like Alshon Jeffrey. I like taking a risk on Devontae, but so far he's hasn't come back from turf toe, turf clo as we call it in my house. I just um, I just want to interrupt you too for the all the listeners out there and just say if Cam says that he's feeling good about his team, he is not feeling good about his team. Anyone is on the trade block besides Nick Chubb. I can tell you that with complete confidence. So if you're looking to send Cam a trade, he's always waiting, baby, even at a bachelor party. Uh, even Chubb's on the on the block. Oh, but wow. Lamar Jackson is untouchable. That's kind of breaking news that Chubb's on the block. I mean, obviously, you're yeah. going to have to pay King, do, do, King's do, do, ransom. Do, do, do. Da, 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 da. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's some people. Now we got some matchups. Talking about going to this week's matchups. Let's see who people are playing. I think um, the first one we should talk about is arguably the going to be the most low-scoring one of the week, which I believe would be Colin and John. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's looking like a, a slugfest. I, I mean, maybe not a slapfest is what I should say. But so far, John kicked it off the right way with the point six from Damian Williams. Uh, how do you think that matchup's going to go? Who's going to win? Oh, man. I'm not even looking at their rosters, and I am I would love for John to pull one out here, maybe get some back into the league. Uh, but I think Collins, he's got the be- better team here. Goff is a huge question mark. Uh, Gordon wants more carries. He's kind of being a problem in uh, Los Angeles. And Collins got – he's got a solid squad. He's got Kenny Galladay, uh, David Johnson – yeah, I, I like I like Collins floor. Obviously, anybody can beat anybody. Um, that's how John has one win. But we'll see what happens. That's true. I mean, I will say, though, John has some guys that are kind of boomer bust. This could be the week Melvin goes off. I mean, you never know. The Chargers look like absolute dog shit. But it is Melvin Gordon. At the same time, he's got a couple other guys like that. He's got Marlon Mack. He's got um, Will Fuller. I mean, Will Fuller put up 40 points two weeks ago. So Yeah, Matt's playing a, a pretty good rushing defense, so I, I don't know that he's going to have huge numbers. Fuller's definitely boomer bust, but I think Colin's team will be just a little more consistent. I think Carson Wentz is going to show up for Sunday Night Football. 
And I think his boy, Miles Sanders, if he has the stones to start him, he'll probably score two points. But if he leaves him on his bench, he'll drop 20. So good luck with that one, Colin. But I think he has some potential to do some damage in the passing game. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the next matchup. Colin, come trade for a running back, buddy. <laughs> I need a running back. Let's reserve those for me, okay? Uh, okay. So we have uh, Brendan and Burwell playing against each other as well. That one started off with a, a little bit more buzz because Brendan has Tyreek, who put up 13. But yeah. besides that, Burwell had Philip Lindsay put up 3.2. And then uh, Brendan had an all-time epic kicker score that you can appreciate of negative one. Yeah, I saw that last night. And feel for you, Brendan. That's, that's rough. Uh, we really need to just eliminate kickers. That's not fun for anyone. But I do think his team will bounce back. He's got solid running backs. Derrick Henry, Ingram. Who's his third again? Um, he has Ingram, Henry, and uh, Fournette. Yeah. Oh, man. He's, he's got some solid running backs. I think they're probably all season uh, top 12, all three of them, or close to it. So I think he's got a good floor. And then, obviously, you said Tyreek already put up 13, so he's looking good for this week. Might be a little more concerning going forward with Matt Moore as quarterback, but going against Burwell, I think he's in a good spot, especially with old Burwell putting up a 3.2 stinker from Philip Lindsay. Bet he wishes he didn't drop Royce Freeman. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah, Royce Freeman. Man, Royce is looking okay now. Uh, yeah. So, Go Ducks. next matchup. Uh, Sean and Travis. Obviously, Travis's matchup is looking a little different now. He had Patrick Mahomes, who was drafted very, very highly. Uh, I think Travis ended up paying 30-some dollars for him. He's now injured. And LaShawn McCoy put up 7.6. So they both put up 7. Yeah. And and Sean's got a clean roster, I believe. He's got his full squad left to go. Uh, he's got two quarterbacks who will definitely score score over seven. He's got Lockett, Julio. I mean, week in, week out, man. It's ultimate destruction, you know? Right. The other thing to remember, Amelia too. Sean for Travis if, if you're playing him this week. I think what's really going to be hurting Travis, too, is it's Christian McCaffrey's bye week. So you kind of need Mahomes and LaShawn to do something, right? Yeah. Honestly, he should start McCaffrey. He'll probably – still score some points on his bye somehow he's running somewhere isn't he (laughs) all right you're up so you're playing chuck and this is i mean this is going to be a heated matchup chuck is one of those people who likes to talk shit after he's won the matchup but if he loses the matchup he's not going to say anything for the next week yeah you know chuck is one of those guys in the league you kind of look at the schedule beforehand and you start counting your wins Chuck is one I usually just chalk up to a W. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you kind of start counting your wins, building your team around some bye weeks. And then I got to this week, and I'm looking at our, our matchup, and he was projected at, like, 95. I'm thinking, he's, this guy's got Kamara. He's got Gurley. Like, they could go off. Like, he could he could beat me, and I might have to not show face for, like, a week or two until I get another win. Uh, but then Royce Freeman – he, he showed up yesterday, got a nice touchdown for me, uh, and Cortland Sutton did okay for Chuck, but I was really worried that Sutton would put up two TDs and Royce would have about 30 yards and I'd be playing from behind. So I feel good about this matchup, but Chuck has a good team. Depends on uh, how Kamara bounces back. 
but he could be dangerous if he sneaks into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll see because it looks like Gurley and Kamara are questionable, so no real clue whether either of those guys are going to end up playing. But yeah. if they don't, I know Chuck has one of the backups, and if not, I mean, if they do end up playing, then that could be a good match. But so far, looking a little rough around the edges. Um, second to last one here, we got Zach and his dad. Ooh, a dad match. I didn't even realize we had a dad match going on this week. Is Zach going to end up spanking his own father, or is his father going to spank him just like a child? I think this matchup all depends on Saquon Barkley and how much work he gets. And I know Zach is optimistically hoping that he's going to get a full workload. I just... I don't see any reason why the Giants would do that, especially if they get out to an early lead. But then again, you're talking about the Giants' defense and the Arizona Cardinals' offense, and they're not going to get out to an early lead. So uh, I think you're in for a shootout. I think it's one of those games that Saquon Barkley has like 10 receptions for 80 yards and a big touchdown run. So my money's on Zach. Okay. That being said, you know, Kermit did come out swinging last night. The Kansas City defense had uh, 24 points, which is no small feat. So it it should be a good one, actually. I think this is the matchup I'm second most excited about this week because, as we know, this is also the week of the biggest matchup of the entire fucking year. It is Seth's Super Bowl. This weekend, Clune's going to be in town. If you're unfamiliar with Seth's Super Bowl, it all kicked off a couple years ago. There's an epic video of it. Just definitely one of the biggest matches of the year, barring the championship. Who is going to pull it out? Uh, man, Seth's Super Bowl is kind of uh, pretty mediocre this year. Uh, we got Clune <laughs> just scraping back into it here. He's, he's got a decent lineup. Hopkins needs to turn it around. He's due. Clune's still treating him like the number one receiver in all of fantasy. So we'll see if that ever comes to fruition. But, you know, Seth, I think I think you might pull it out here. I think your team morale is, is just there. And I know you're working on some trades. I'm interested to see what you got coming up before Sunday. But my money here is really on, on you making a trade and getting a nice running back and beating Clune. Now, the, the box score doesn't really tell the whole story. The projection doesn't really tell the whole story. But I think our matchup on paper looks okay. We got Greg DeLeg versus Harrison Butker. Okay, probably close. Chargers defense versus Packers. Probably close. Golden Tate and Darius Slayton, both Giants wide receivers, playing. Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson. So Mark Andrews gets the bump right there for sure. But then wide receiver-wise, we're playing... Hopkins and Diggs against Devontae Freeman might as well be Matt Breda. It's the same thing. And then Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. And then Clune gets the edge because he has Jamal Williams playing against Alexander Madison. But you never know. So I don't know, man. I mean, Clune, I think Clune might get the edge on me for this one. But, you know, fuck you, Clune. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it stands the way it is, I think Clune might have the edge, especially with Mark Andrews. But... Bobby Wagner is going to be controlling the middle of the field against the Ravens. So I don't know. I don't know if Andrews is in for as big a day as he's projected. And then Seth, like I said, I'm kind of banking on you making a move. Really? Are you really going to trot out uh, Alexander Madison in your starting lineup? I mean, no, man, I got, I got tons of depth. I could also trot out Chase Edmonds or Mark Walton. So, you know, I'm not worried because those guys are all top 10. Yeah. You're not in a great position 
Uh, that's probably why you tried to trade for Singletary. Just, you know. Hey, I can, you know, folks, I can use it. I'm People are on the trading block. Chris Godwin's on a buy, but my God, the guy looks good. And if anyone wants to trade me a running back, just know I'm open for it, okay? And can, also, I, uh, can I play the video from the last Seth's Super Bowl? Yeah, play it. I don't know if it's coming through. Cam, I don't think we can hear it. Or maybe it's going to get recorded. I have no clue. All right, well, I don't think the podcast is done yet, but uh, clearly Cam's trying to play a video, and I don't believe it's going on. So I wish we had some elevator music we could play right now. Cam. All right. Well, guess we'll wait it out here for a second. See what this guy's doing. Sitting here, tap your feet. Don't worry, guys. I'll tell you how many minutes you can skip through in a second here while Cam tries to play this video from behind his phone or wherever the fuck he is. Come on, Cam. Get back on the goddamn podcast. Where the hell did you go? Cam, 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 